John chapter 10, Jesus said this, the gatekeeper opens the door or opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice. Now, let me just say, Jesus would often talk like pictures. Uh, he would help people to see a picture of what he was talking about. So he used common language of the day in order for people to understand. And so this illustration, you and I are the sheep, all right? And the sheep, what do they do? They listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and he leads them out. And when he has brought them out all his own, he goes on ahead of them. How many would like for God to go ahead of you in 2021? That he would go before you and lead you into what is going to happen in 2021. So his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Now, again, Jesus is using this picture that would have been really relevant to these folks because of sheep around. But as you know, sheep can be pretty dumb. So we, we, we kind of fit this picture, some of us, a little more than others, right? And, and how many made some bad choices, dumb decisions, and whatever? And, and so Jesus says, you know, you're, you're kind of like sheep, but, but here's the important thing. If you know my voice, I'll lead the way. If you'll tune in and, and listen to my voice. Now, I heard the other day, as I was getting ready for this morning's message, that shepherds when they speak, the sheep actually do know their voice. They get acclimated to it. So much so that here's what I heard, that two flocks of goat or of sheep, rather, can be marching toward each other, and the two shepherds can call out to their sheep and they can actually pass by and through each other and come out on the other side with all their sheep and the other guy with all his sheep. That's pretty amazing. Because the sheep know his voice. And here's what God is trying to speak to some of you. You can know my voice. You, you can know my voice. And you don't have to wander off. You don't have to get lost. You don't have to make bad choices. You don't have to mess up your life. You don't have to do that. But what you would have to do is tune in to me. And so that's what this series is all about, is we're going to get on God's frequency, all right? We're going to get on God's frequency because some of you have to make some decisions, maybe this year. You have to make decisions about dating. You have to make decisions about marriage. You have to make decisions about your money. You have to make decisions about your job or your future. You have to make decisions about school, uh, what, what school you're going to attend. You have to make decisions about, uh, am I going to buy a car or not this year? Am I going to, you know, there's a lot of decisions. How many, you've had a few, right? And, and so there's, there's a lot of decisions that we have to make. And God says, well, I'll help you with that. I can lead you. I can go before you. In Proverbs chapter 3, verse 6, it says, listen for God's voice in everything you do, 
Everywhere you go, he's the one who will keep you on track. How many want to be on track this year? You know, last, last year, maybe, you know, just get rid of that year, okay? Uh, but this year, I want to be on track. I want to be on track with God. I want to be on track with what he has for my life. And in Luke 8, 8, Jesus says this, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. So the problem is not speaking. The problem is hearing. You see that? See, let him who has ears, let him hear. Because I'm a speaking God. So here's what we got to do over these next 21 days. We got to learn how to cut out the interference. And how many know there's a lot of interference? Right? There's a lot of voices. There are a lot of different things that can distract us. A lot of shiny objects. A lot of sparkly stuff that, that wants our attention. And, and we can miss God, but we don't have to miss God. We don't have to miss his voice. We can hear his voice and know what he's speaking to our lives. So I want to help you today in this first installment of Frequency to get prepped. Everybody ready to get prepped? Uh, we're we're going to get prepped here today. So let's go back to the story that Jesus teaches in Luke chapter 8, and in verse 5, he does another word picture for us, and here's what he says. A farmer went out to sow his seed, and as he was scattering the seed, some fell along the what? The path, and it was trampled on, and the birds ate it up. And some, as he was throwing it out, it fell on rocky ground. And when it came up, the plants withered because they had no moisture. And then he says, other seed fell among the what? The thorns. And, and it grew up, but the thorns grew up with it, and they choked out the plants. Still other seed fell on what? Good soil. And it came up, and it yielded a crop a hundred times more than what was sown. And when he had said this, he called out, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. And in verse 11, he says, this is the meaning of the parable. The seed is the word of God. It's the word that I was saying. Now, this is not the Bible, although the Bible speaks, and we're going to see that in the coming weeks. But this word, they, they didn't even have the whole New Testament when Jesus was saying this. He says, my word. You need to be listening to my word. What the shepherd would say to his sheep. What I would speak to you. You need to have ears to hear. And so he gives these four descriptions of the kind of hearts that exist that either hear or don't hear or don't claim God's word as it's spoken to them. So I'm going to go over these four, and you're going to find yourself in one of these four. Okay, so if you're watching online, you just go ahead, get ready to identify which one of these four hearts that Jesus talks about, and he talks about in a word picture of soil. We're going to use the word heart. Which one are you? And the first one he talks about is the stolen heart, the stolen heart. Look at this in verse 12. He says, there are those 
along the path, those people are the ones who hear, and then the devil comes, watch this, and he takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. He says, there's an enemy that's at work. How many know there's an enemy at work? There's an enemy at work, and he's come, Jesus said in John 10, 10, to steal, kill, and destroy your life. And, and so what he does is, he, is he's talking, right? He's talking, and he's saying all kinds of stuff, and when he's talking, he's trying to distract you. You see it right in the very beginning in the book of Genesis with Adam and Eve. You know, God spoke and shared, but then the devil's right there to talk too and to help distract them. And here's what happens, is the enemy tries to steal and to pollute the word of God that God wants to speak into our lives. And he does all kinds of things. One of his favorite things is to stir up relationships. Anybody ever have him do that? Hello? You know, stir up relationships in your life. You know, everything was going along. And, and then all of a sudden, you know, people get sideways. You get sideways or whatever. And, and some, you know, tempers flare and different things. And now there's tension and there's whatever. And now we're not talking and different things. And, and Jesus said one time when, when he was talking about people coming and praying, he says, when you come and you pray and you've got something against somebody, you just need to get up. Just, just get up. And go make it right and then pray. Because until you do, this isn't working. This kneeling down and praying, oh God, and whatever. God says, uh, what about that person? You need to go apologize. You need to go make it right. You need to get, go get with them. And see, maybe the reason why we can't hear is because of that. Look at what the brother of Jesus said, James chapter one, verse 21. He says, get rid of all the filth and the evil in your lives and humbly accept the message God has planted. See, he's sown this seed and planted in your hearts for it is strong enough to save your souls. He says, you know, what you need to do is you need to, the word's powerful, if you can get it in. But if you're moving in the wrong direction, I don't know if you grew up in church or not, but I grew up in church and, and I heard this word uh, often uh, in church growing up and sometimes it was with a vein popping out of somebody's neck and uh, spit launching out about five or six rows back and uh, somebody saying, repent, you sinner. And uh, boy, it just scare you to Jesus, you know? I mean, it, it didn't work for long, but I mean, it, for the moment, it would scare you to do something. And, uh, and so what, what, what they were saying and what this word, it's a Bible word, repent, but here's just simply what it means. It means turn. So for some of you, whether you're watching or you're in this room, you're going the wrong direction. You, you can sense it. You know with all the stuff that happened in your life last year, you were moving in the wrong direction. 
the way your marriage was going, the way your life was going, the way relationship, the way your finances were going, whatever, whatever it is, you, it, there was evidence of it in a lot of different ways, maybe in your life. But you know, you were, here's what the Bible says, just repent. And that means turn. In other words, you're getting further from God. You're not hearing from him. You're getting further and further away. No wonder you're not hearing. So here's what you need to do today. You need to turn. You need to turn to God. Because here's why. Maybe you want to write this down. We can't begin a new life until we turn from the old. Okay, you, you can't get the new stuff until you get rid of the old stuff. And so God may be speaking to you today that, hey, the enemy has stolen enough from you. How many, he's stolen enough from you and he doesn't need to steal any more. Here's the second thing, the second heart. Maybe this is the one that you'll find yourself in, the distracted heart, the distracted heart. Here's how Jesus described that one. He says in verse 13, the rocky soil represents those who hear the message with joy, but like young plants in such soil, their roots don't go very deep. They believe for a while, but then they wilt when the hot winds of testing blow. I mean, this is, this is like this. Oh, pastor, that was such a great message today. Oh, my goodness, I, I love that. Oh, it spoke right to me. I mean, it's like you were reading my mail. That was awesome. It was like the Holy Spirit was all over that. I, that was so good. And by the time you walk out of here and get in your car and get in an argument on where you're going to go to lunch, hello? And, 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 and then, hey, why doesn't that guy turn up there at a church? Jeez, we're, we're just, you, you just about cuss on the way out. You know, and, and if I was up there, I could have gone four times right by now, you know, and here we are sitting back here, I got places to go, people to see. You know, how many know before you even get out of the parking lot, the enemy starts working in your life, things start working in your life, and you get distracted, and the next thing you know, you've lost the message. You know, it's like my family and I, we were at a an apple orchard this fall, and everybody else was too. I, they were all there. You, you online, I think wherever you're watching from, you were there too, okay? Uh, I mean, it was just crazy how many people were there. And, uh, you know, when you get in a crowd and you're outside and you got a mask on, you know, it's, it's hard. How many know it's hard to hear people just in the, in the building with a mask on, you know? And if you're a lip reader and whatever, it, it, it makes it challenging. But you get outside and you get 400,000 people around you uh, walking around, making noise and whatever and stuff happening. It's hard to hear. And, and so ultimately, uh, we did a lot of texting to each other, you know? We're, we're just, I'm going to get in this line and, you know, you guys get in that line and whatever. And, and you get the cider and I'll get the apple slices and whatever. And, and so we were doing that kind of stuff because you couldn't hear too well. You know, we couldn't just yell something. And, and see, this is the way it works in our lives. Some of us, we got so much going on and then we wonder why we can't hear from God. See, and, and sometimes what happens is 
our smartphone gets in the way. How many know that it isn't always a smartphone, right? Or we're not smart in the way we use it. You know, some of us, wait, we can say, oh, man, that Bible app, I need that. I'm going to start reading my Bible. But before I get to the Bible, let me see what Facebook says, you know? And, uh, you know, let me, let me see what the weather's going to do. And, whatever. and next thing you know, we didn't even read the Bible. Or, or we barely read the Bible. Because now we got to get, oh, my gosh, time. I got to get to work, or I got to do this, or I got to... Hello? Just put it in the chat. Hello, <laughs> right? Uh, you know, if, if that's you. And, and so, you know, for me, one of the biggest distractions for me is email, okay? Because I'm an important person, and people need to get a hold of me, and I need to hear stuff, you know? And, and so I just think, oh, I need to, you know. And, and so next thing I know, I am down the email trail, Anybody ever get on that trail? And I'm reading an email that doesn't even matter. But one of them might, you know? And, and here's what happens to us. We, we can get distracted. And here, I'll just help some people today. Did you know that they make Bibles with paper still? I, I've got one, okay? And I looked the other day. You can still buy them, Okay? And, and so what some of you may need to do, you just quite honestly may not be disciplined enough to do the Bible app on your phone. And so what you may have to do is just say, you know what, I'm going to put that in a whole nother room. I'm going to go in this room with my Bible in my hand, and I can't check the weather. I can't do anything. I'm just going to read God's Word. And when I get done, then I'll go back. Okay. So, so he, I don't know how that shakes out for you, but I, what I know is even good things can compete for the great things in our life. Look, look at this passage in Luke chapter 10. I love the story of Martha and Mary, right? And, and Martha, it says that she had a sister named Mary, and here's what Mary did. She seated herself at the Lord's feet, and what was she doing? She was listening to his teaching. That's what she was doing. But Martha, overly occupied and too busy, was distracted by much serving. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Dream teamers. We have an awesome army of dream teamers. We have people who come here and serve every. Yeah, give it up for the dream team. People serving the life. Our worship team, you know, worship team. All these people that serve every weekend. Let me tell you something, dream team. Let me tell you something. Sometimes your serving gets in the way of your hearing. Because you can think, well, I'm serving and I'm doing this. But, but here's this gal in the Bible that, that she was serving. She was so busy serving, she wasn't listening. And Jesus goes on to say, that's the most important thing. It's listening. So here, here's the thing you may need to write down. To tune in, you may have to tune some things out, okay? Especially over these 21 days. That, that would be a perfect time. So some of you could just take that time to tune out. Did you know that many people, the average American, I think it is, sir, 
is on their phone 53 hours a week. 53 hours a week. And you can have your phone check that and see if you're doing better next week. And so what you can do is just decide and determine, you know what, I'm gonna have to tune some things out. I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have to quit following some people. I'm gonna have to take some people out of my contacts. I'm, I'm gonna have to get rid of some stuff so I can move forward into the greater things. Am I talking to anybody today? Am I preaching to anybody right now? That you need to do some things to tune in to God. Here's the third heart is the undeveloped heart, all right? The undeveloped heart. And Jesus talks about this one in verse 14 as he goes on. He says, the seed that fell among the weeds, that stands for those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by life's worries, riches, and pleasures, and they don't mature. Now, weeds, what do weeds represent? Weeds when I go buy a property or you go buy a property and you just see a whole bunch of weeds, what's that say to you? What that says to us is neglect, right? Because how many know you don't have to plant the weeds, right? You don't, have to, you don't even have to water them. Isn't that true? I mean, you, you, they'll grow. Everything else will die, but the weed will live. And, and so... When you see weeds, it speaks of somebody's not paying attention. Somebody's not taking care of business. And, and what that says spiritually is, you know, now I'm going to accept Jesus. I want Jesus in my life because I don't want to go to hell. But I'm not going to grow and develop into all God wants me to be. See, I, I'm going to, I want him as my savior, but that lordship, thing. Yeah, now, now, I still want to call the shots. Let me tell you something. What this is like is when Rochelle and I communicate, we communicate on a mature level. In other words, we'll talk about taxes, especially this time of the year. Come on. You know, and, and we'll talk about politics and we'll talk about life, we'll talk about our home, we'll talk about, you know, different things, and, and we'll talk about mature adult-type conversations. But when I'm talking to children, I switch into a different person, right? I, I'm like, oh, hi, how are you? Oh, are you happy? I'm happy. You know, let's be happy together, you know, right? I mean, I shift into, I become, I don't know what I become, but I become somebody different when I'm talking to kids. Now, why? Because I don't go to that three-year-old and say, what are you thinking about politics today? You know, what, what, what's your opinion on uh, you know, taxes and the tax situation or what. I don't, I don't have conversations like that with three-year-old. And the reason why is because they're not ready. They're immature. They're not ready. And could it be, could it be that the reason why you're not hearing from God is you're not mature enough to handle it? 
Could it be that you're not to the level yet that you need to be at so you can discern the voice of God, you can hear it with clarity and act on it in obedience? And the Bible talks about this like milk and solid food. Look at Hebrews chapter 5, verse 12. It says, you have been believers so long now. Some of you have been saved for five years. Some of you for 15 years. Some of you for 25 years or longer. So that, look at this, you ought to be teaching other people by now. You, you should have your own group of people you should be pouring into. But instead, look at what the situation is. You need someone to teach you again the basic things about God's word. You're like babies who need milk. You're like that three-year-old that you, you need milk and, and not solve it. You're, you're like a baby. We got to come to you. Oh, oh, are you okay today? How are you? And God can't, can't pour out the deeper things you know, you're, you're wanting direction for your life. You're wanting God to help you speak into you and give you clear direction in relationships and what to do with your finances, what to do with your future, what road to take in life, and different things. And, and God's like, well, we're still back in kindergarten. You can't even handle that. So, so here's, here's the thing. Maybe God is speaking, but we're not hearing, and so it's on us. It's our problem. It, we, and here's my challenge. Would you go deeper in these next 21 days? Would you just go deeper in these next 21 days? Would you come out and pray in the mornings? Would you come and pray on Wednesday night? Well, I'm a busy person. I got, let me tell you something. If you're too busy to hear from God, you're not going to hear from God. Okay, so, so what you got to do is say, you know what? Because here's what mature people do. Mature people set their alarm, get up, and go to work. That's what mature people, mature people set an alarm, get up, go to school. Mature people do things like that. So mature people come out on Wednesday night, right, and, and get ready to hear from God. Hear, what? how can my Bible speak to me more? My pastor's gonna teach me about that. I need to hear more about that. I need to grow. I need to commit 21 days. What can I lay down and, and in order to hear from God better over these 21 days? How can I get out of diapers during these 20? Come on, somebody. Am I preaching? Anybody? Get out of diapers during these 21 days and hear from God in my life. Hebrews 12, verse one says, since we are surrounded by so many examples of faith. I mean, we've got people around us. We've got the Bible. We must get rid of everything that slows us down, especially the sin that distracts us. And we must do what? Run the race that lies ahead of us and never give up. We must, here's what we need to do in 2021 more than anything else. We must focus on Jesus. Got to focus on Jesus this year. Last year was nuts. Last year was crazy, all right? But we're past that now. And, and the Hebrews says, hey, throw that off. Get rid of all that other stuff 
and get after Jesus this year and do these 21 days and see what God will do in and through your life. I believe if you'll give these 21 days and you'll start tomorrow morning and you'll come and you'll get with God and you'll come Wednesday night and you'll come over these 21 and you'll lay down whatever he, he speaks to you about laying down or what you even feel like laying down, then let me tell you something. It'll be amazing what God will do. God will change this church in 21 days. God will change your life in 21 days. There are things I want God to speak to me over these 21 days. I'm believing for it in my life. And, and maybe you need to commit to a life group. Maybe you need to quit doing life alone. Maybe you need to commit to a group where you can get in a small group with other people and you, you, you don't do that. And you don't go back over the messages and, and help it to deepen in your life. And, and maybe you need to do that. Maybe you need to get into growth track and, and say, you know what? I'm not gonna just hear about it anymore. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna run to growth track. I'm gonna get on track this year. And, and if it takes me three months to get through it, I'm gonna go through growth track so that growth track can go through me. Or maybe you go to a new class that we've got just starting up, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. Some of you, 2020 took a toll on you emotionally. And you need to get rid of some stuff. And you need to lay it down and move on to what God has. How many know it's time to grow up? It's time to grow up. Just turn to the person next to you and say, it's time to grow up. All right, be careful now. All right, in the chat, maybe type it in there. It's time to grow up. But join a group, lead, maybe lead a group. You've been a part of a group, now it's time to lead a group. Push yourself toward growth. And here, here's the bottom line, here's the bottom line, is stop making excuses and start making commitments. All right, maybe you need to write that down. Just stop making excuses and start making commitments. And here's the last one Jesus talked about. And I hope this one's yours. And if not, I hope you get there. And here's the fourth one, the prepared heart. The prepared heart. He says that in verse 15. But the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart, who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering, produce a crop. Listen, over these 21 days, as we go into this new year, I want to get you prepared more than ever before to hear from God that we would be a church where nothing stands in the way of us hearing our shepherd as he speaks to us. We do not turn to the left or the right. We don't get distracted by shiny objects or any other voice. All those other competing voices we put to the side and we lock into our Lord and Savior, and we allow him to lead the way in our lives to go before us. And if he goes before us, come on, who can be against us, right? 
So not only during these 21 days do I want God to hear from you, you know, for us to take time and speak to God. We've got these prayer requests that either online we can do or in a card uh, that you can hand in. And, and we're going to believe God for different things for your life and for God to do miraculous things even in your life. But let me tell you something. It's not just that God will hear from us but that we will hear from God, that we will hear from him. And if you want to hear him, here's just three quick things I think you need to do. Let me just go through these. The first one is repent. You need to repent. And again, it's just a simple word. It literally means turn, like a 180, just 180 in, the, in another direction. And some of you, you're watching online. You wonder why you're watching today because you haven't watched for four weeks now and you're watching right now. And I'm telling you, it's for this, that you need to turn. This year won't be different unless you turn. If you keep walking in the direction you're walking, you're gonna keep getting the same results that you got before. The only way to get different results is you've gotta turn around and walk toward God. And as you do that, like so many others have done over the last few weeks, your life will be changed, all right? It will be changed, but we, we've gotta turn. And here's the good news, is God allows do-overs, okay? He, he allows a do-over, and, and some of us need a do-over. All right, here's the next thing, is we gotta refocus. Because some of us in 2020, we lost focus. There's some people here today, and some watching online, you used to read the Bible more than you do now. You used to pray more than you pray now. You used to attend church more than you do now. You used to watch more than you have been doing. And here's what God would say to you is get refocused. See, it, it, what we need to do is focus on Jesus, Hebrews says. We've, we've got to get refocused on him. And some of you, what you need to do, and you may not, may not be able to do it on your phone. You may have to get a paper Bible. You may have to get that out and go old school, okay? And, and just read God's word and let him speak into your life. And again, we're gonna be talking about how he does that over the next few weeks. The third thing is revive. We need revival. Now, what's revival mean? It means like to rekindle, reignite. It means to, like if somebody needs revived, they need to come back and, and they need, need life brought back into them. And so if your marriage is struggling, you need it revived. And, and so what it means is to get the fire going again. And here's my prayer. If you're here today or you're watching online and you're kind of like one of those embers, you're like one of those coals that, that's on the fire and you're just kind of off to yourself and you're just barely glowing. There's just barely still some heat there. Here's what I hope to do today is I hope to cause a, a wind to blow on you. And I'm praying the Holy Spirit of God blows a wind on you to cause you to go from barely glowing to all of a sudden you're on fire there's a passion there's a burning in your heart you love Jesus more than you've ever loved him before you're ready to go to heaven but you're going to take a bunch of people with you as well
And so that's revival, and I'm praying God does that in your heart and life. One more scripture, 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1 says, let's make a clean break. Here's what some people need to do. This is a word for some of you. Just make a clean break. Just, okay, I'm deleting that app in my phone. Just got break free, a clean break. With everything that defiles or distracts us, both within and without, let's make our entire lives. Wouldn't this be great? Crossroads. Hey, CFAM, all of you, whether you're online or you're in person today, wouldn't it be great if all of us would be fit, holy temples for the worship of God that when I get up in the morning, the devil says, oh no, he's up again. He's, he's awake again. With that, your whole life, whether you're at school or whether you're at work or wherever you, it's an anthem. It's a praise. May everything, may my rising, may my sleeping, may everything that I do, may everything that has breath praise the Lord. May every part of us just praise him this year. And I'm telling you what, if, you, if you'll do this, if you'll get fit, l- listen, here, here's what it takes to get fit, though. You got to sweat. Come on, somebody. That's, half the, that's part of the problem, isn't it? It's hard work to get fit. And, and so what you got to do is maybe you got to get up a little earlier if you're going to hear from God. Maybe you're, you're going to have to give up your lunchtime. Maybe you're going to have to do, you know, this church started, just real quick, because you've heard this story before. This church started because I went to Dallas, Texas for a conference. I was there a day early, and I just went with the attitude, I'm just going to hear from God. I know God's wanting to say something to me, and I just want to make sure I'm clear, so I'm not going to turn TV on, the hotel room. I'm, not, I'm just going to have my Bible, and God, you speak to me. My prayer partner, when he took me to the airport, when I was going to fly from Chicago down to Dallas, he prayed with me there and, and said, God, speak to Craig today. Give him clarity. Just help him to know your voice and hear you today. And when I got down to Dallas, Texas, uh, somebody had called. I called them back, and they were asking me if I would be willing to help plant a church in Avon, Indiana. What they didn't know is I'd been driving through Avon just a few months before that and said to my wife as we were driving down 36, somebody needs to be out here planting a church. And we just dismissed it, especially she did. You know, it's like, hey, we got a happy life and happy life, happy wife, happy life. Anybody, right? And, and so, you know, we don't need any of that and whatever. And we just went on and, and all. But, but when this, when that phone call happened, all I could do is see myself in the car with my wife saying, somebody ought to be planting a church in Avon, Indiana. And I thought, my goodness, what are the chances of him asking that question on a day like this when I've committed myself to prayer and hearing from God? It was like God was on the phone, hello. And, and so what I was doing is, is I was set the time aside. I said, God, you need to speak to me. I need to hear from you. And I'm making a way. If you'll do that over these 21 days, if you'll just say, God, I need to speak. I need to hear from you. I don't need to just speak to you. I need you to speak to me. So anything that's in my life that could get in the way, I, I just want to get it out of the way. I want to. I don't want anything to keep me from hearing your voice. Here's what God's gonna do. He's gonna speak, and you're gonna hear him. 
I believe that. I believe you're gonna hear from God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are speaking. And we know that that seed that you speak, that the word of God, it grows best in good soil. So God, our job today is we, we need good soil. And some of us, we need to clear out some stuff. We need to make some new commitments. We need to do more than just a resolution that's not gonna last. We need to make a lifestyle change. So God, help us to do that. Whether you're in online or in person, you may be here today and you say, man, I need to make some changes in my life. I don't read the Bible like I used to. I don't go to church like I used to. I don't have revival in my heart and life. I'm not on fire for God. I need more in my life. Just pray with me right now. Heavenly Father, I pray over every person who needs that in their life that you will reignite a flame, that you will cause them to clean house, to get rid of the stuff stuff, the distractions that keep us from hearing from you. And may we do that over the next 21 days to set this year up so that we don't go back to the way we were before, so that we clear out the path clearly so that your word can get in our hearts and we can be changed. Maybe you're watching online or you're here in this room and you would say, Craig, I'm, I think I'm one of those people that's going in the wrong direction because my life's just not going like I think it ought to go. It, it doesn't feel like God's in it, that God's with me. And maybe it's because he's not, friend. Maybe it's because you are walking away from him and what you need to do is just turn around. Just turn today and start walking toward God. And I promise you, if you'll do that, God will start moving in your life. So if you're here today and, and you're in this room and you say, Craig, I, that's what I need to do. I need to turn, start walking God's way in my life. I, I want you to pray for me that that'll happen. Just raise your hand and say, yeah, that's me. That, that's me today, yeah. There's hands in this room and online. Maybe just stretch your hand toward the screen right now. And I'm going to lead in a prayer for everybody to pray, but you pray it with me. Just pray it right after me. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus to die on the cross for me, to pay my price so that I can be free. And I've been walking the wrong direction. So today I turn your way. Jesus, come into my life. Wash away my past. Make me new from this day forward. As much as I know how, I'm going to follow your voice. Thank you for speaking to me today. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's welcome those who made commitments here today.